0: The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were beside the sea, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, You were looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your fill in the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you,
1: O Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to start this morning with what I guess you might call a little inside baseball about the church or the church here. We've talked about this before, but maybe bears repeating. Here at St. Philip the Deacon, we follow a three-year cycle of readings, which is shared with the majority of Christians throughout the world. Um, It's called the Lectionary. And one of the sort of organizing principles of that three-year cycle is that year A is focused primarily on the Gospel of Matthew, year B is focused on the Gospel of Mark, and year C is focused on the Gospel of Luke. Now, those of you paying attention will immediately recognize, but Tim, there are four Gospels. What about the Gospel of John? Well, it turns out that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar in terms of the chronology, in terms of the story. John is quite a bit different from those other three, and so the way the people who put together the lectionary resolve that is by putting uh, messages or readings from John throughout years A, B, and C, primarily in some of the sort of festive or important seasons of the church year, Advent, Christmas, Lent, uh, Holy Week, and Easter. In year B, however, which is the year we find ourselves in, uh, which again is focused on the Gospel of Mark, John shows up a little bit more for a very practical reason, which is uh, that Mark is by far the shortest of the four Gospels. And so John comes in to sort of fill in some gaps, and we are right now in one particularly famous period in that three-year cycle when John shows up uh, again in a year focused primarily on Mark, not one week or two weeks or three weeks or even four weeks, but for five weeks in a row. And it's all from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, which is focused on, can anyone guess what the sixth chapter of John is focused on based on the children's message today or other words in the bulletin? Bread. That is correct. And so today, and and this cycle started last week, by the way. Uh, Last week was the feeding of the 5,000, taking five loaves and two fishes, which, by the way, is represented graphically in our sanctuary with that panel there, the first panel on that flat wall. So that represents all of the miracles uh, of Jesus right there. And um, what am I supposed to say next? I can't remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyone ever have that problem? <laughs> so, today's gospel reading comes after that miracle. And there as with any reading, there are a couple of things we could talk about, and actually a number of things. But two obvious ones with this passage would be one, we compare and contrast it to a couple of chapters earlier in John where Jesus meets the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. There the discussion is about water. Here it's about, again, bread. So we could talk about baptism and communion. Another sort of... uh, obvious and totally appropriate way to approach this reading uh, would be to to connect it back to the Exodus story. And in fact, in this gospel reading, we hear uh, resonances of the story of Moses and Manna in the wilderness. And in fact, the Old Testament reading for today is from Exodus talking about that. What I would like to do today, though, instead of either of those or different approaches, in part so that we don't have to spend Um, today talking only about bread, because again, we have how many more weeks of it? Three. And after a few weeks, bread goes stale. So that's right. Um, So I want to talk instead today about the structure of today's gospel reading, um, which is structured with four back and forth questions and then responses from the people to Jesus. And I think it's helpful for us to go through it not only to understand the gospel, but also then to reflect on, well, what does this have to say to us in our own lives of faith uh, right now in 2021? If you want to follow along, uh, either here or at home, you're welcome to in the Bibles in your pews. This is on page uh, 972. Um, at home, if you're, you're grabbing your own Bible, again, this is uh, John chapter 6. And again, last week, Uh, The story ended with the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Then there's a little interlude, which isn't read either last week or this week, but where we are told that the people who have been fed uh, by Jesus recognize that the disciples have gone off. Um, They see them go off on the Sea of Galilee to a different place in a boat. They do not see Jesus leave. However, they know when they wake up, Jesus is gone. And, you know, they've just been fed a lot of food by him. They're kind of anxious to follow him and figure out what's going on. Uh, And so they get in boats and they follow him across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum, where we pick it up. This is verse 25. And again, this this passage is made up of four uh, responses, questions and responses from Jesus. And the first of those from the people is a very appropriate and understandable question. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And in a sort of both typical and also slightly maddening way, Jesus does not actually respond to that very simple question. When did you come here, Jesus? Instead, what he says is this. This is the first response. Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. And then this important phrase, which the Son of Man will do what? Give you. So Jesus says, again, first response, don't work for this, but you can expect a what? A gift. Just open your hands to receive it. Now, first indication that maybe the people are not listening clearly to what Jesus is saying. What did Jesus just say? You should not work for the food, uh, but rather um, you should look for the food that the Son of Man will do what? Give you. And so their response, this is the second question they have for him. Then they said to him, what must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus just said, it's going to be a gift. And they said, what do I have to do to do the works of God? Jesus answered them. This is the second response. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Believe, trust, have faith. It's not about doing anything. Okay? The third question and response. So they said to him, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit and I'll come back to the the, the text. But basically what they say is, that sounds good. We would like to believe you. We would like to trust you, Jesus. But how about this? How about you give us a reason to believe you? Now, does anyone else think that's a ridiculous question? What happened last week again? The feeding of the 5,000. Five loaves and two fish turned into enough food for 5,000 people. Evidently, that wasn't good enough for these folks. So they say, what sign? What thing are you going to do to give us so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? And then this is where they get into this um, reminder of what happened in Exodus with their ancestors and with Moses. Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He, Moses, gave them bread from heaven to eat. Third response from Jesus. Um, Jesus said to them, this is verse 32, very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is what? It is, present tense, here and now, it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And the fourth and final and relatively brief question or demand and response, they said to him, sir, give us this bread always, which by the way parallels again back to John 4 where Jesus is meeting with the Samaritan woman and she says the same thing about water, give me this water always. And Jesus said to him, to them, and this is the final verse of today's reading in what is maybe the most famous verse from this whole chapter, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And by the way, that sounds like it's all nice and buttoned up into a tight little bow. I will tell you that in the next few verses in chapter 6, things get a little more complicated. There's a little more drama, so stay tuned for that in the next two, three, or four weeks. Um, Now, as I mentioned, I I, want to just draw our attention here not so much to the bread imagery, but rather to what's happening, the dynamic that's going on between these people and Jesus. And I think whatever else you can say is you can say that the two of them are not exactly on the same wavelength. They are not connecting. Um, Did anyone ever see the movie Cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman? Anyone? Anyone? Gosh, I don't know when that was made. A long time ago. You remember one of the famous lines from it? What we have here is what? A failure to communicate. And I would say that that's what's going on in this back and forth between these people and Jesus. They're asking him questions. And he's saying in his responses, Folks, I don't know if you're understanding what I'm talking about here. And then they still don't understand. And they ask another question. And he responds again. So for us today in 2021, uh, for the next week, before we come back next Sunday and talk about bread again, I want to lift up a couple of um, questions for us to sit with, both of them related. The first, what are we asking of God or what questions are we asking of God? And the second, again, related to that, and part of the reason for the lack of communication in this reading is that the people are not listening clearly to Jesus. So the second thing for us to sit with is, are we listening to Jesus's answers? Okay? And I want to give a few examples of that that are sort of informed by this back and forth, this question and response. And you might think of these in terms of either a conversation with Jesus or our own prayer life. So the first thing we might say would be to Jesus, Jesus, you know, my life would be complete if only you could do X, Y, or Z, or you could give me this, that, or the other thing. Has anyone ever prayed a prayer like that? Come on now. (laughs) All the people at home, they're all raising their hand. Anyone? (laughs) Jesus, give me whatever. In response to that, again, what would Jesus say? But I have given you something. I have given you myself. Right? Second question we might ask. This is not exhaustive. Oh, darn it. Okay. Okay second thing we might say to jesus is well that's nice jesus thank you for giving me yourself but i'm a little preoccupied with myself and again this is informed by the passage from the gospel for today you remember at one point they point back to moses and what happened in exodus so maybe we say to jesus well jesus i'm a little preoccupied with something that happened in my past i feel kind of bad about it or maybe the alternative is true maybe we think gosh The past was amazing. I wish I could go back to the past. Or maybe we say, you know, Jesus worried about the future. I have a little anxiety about what's coming tomorrow. Has anyone ever been worried about the past or the future? Thank you. (laughs) To which Jesus might say, again, remember, part of this is about listening to what Jesus has to say to us. Jesus might say, but I'm with you here and now. And this is the only time that matters. The third one might be and again, this is a passage. It might be, "Well, Jesus, you know, OK, I, I hear you, I, I get what you're saying. Maybe could you show me a sign? Give me something to help me have some confidence in who you are, in what you're offering. Help me to believe. And I think, in response to that, Jesus might say, I can't force this on you. I can't make you believe this. But what I want you to hear is what I want to say to you and what I am saying to you every minute of every day of your entire life, which is three simple words. I love you. Now, for a variety of reasons, I think it is very hard sometimes for us to hear those words. Can I get an amen? amen. So before we come back next week to hear more about bread, in all seriousness, can I invite each of us to sit with that question? Or I guess that invitation from Jesus, those words of hope, those words of promise, those words of grace, those words in which Jesus says to each and every one of you, I love you. And if we sense that we are struggling to receive that gift, to pray to God, to allow us to receive it more fully, not only for our own sakes, but for the sake of the world so that we can share that love with a world in need. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Loving God, you draw us together here to hear those three simple words, I love you. I pray in the next week that each of us may sit with that word of promise, that word of hope, that word of grace, and that you will open our hearts to receive that love so that we can share it with the world around us. And all this we pray, in the holy name of Jesus, amen.